Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, timeless wisdom to enrich every day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, January 21st. If you really want to communicate with others, seek also to commune with them. Feel their consciousness. Appreciate them for what they are and for what they do, not only for what they say. I learned a very important lesson in this from a friend of mine. Um, We have... We were together for many years in the same community, and she was part of the team that I worked with, and I also had the opportunity on different occasions, she would ask me more personal questions to help her through difficult things that she was going through. And she is a good friend. But somewhere along in there, she's, I don't know, early on, fortunately, she, she talked about the fact that at different times I had to tell her some pretty tough truths. And she appreciated that. She was a strong lady and she really wanted the truth. But she mentioned to me that too often I would tell her the truth, but, it would, but I would tell her the truth, as she put it, without ever first linking to her heart. And when she expressed that to me, my response was immediate. I said, oh, that must have been awful awful for you. She said, yes, just exactly like that. That the words were there, the words were true, but there was no sense that I was in it with her. I was just standing off to the side and telling her what was true. And because, thank God, she was a strong lady and a real truth seeker, you know, she could just write that off as my shortcoming and and still recognize that whatever I was perceiving was the truth of the matter and it would help her to absorb it. But it was a very, just extremely pointed and right right to it way of saying it. And I had to think again, I mean, as, as I always do, I had to think about how Swami Kriyananda always treated me. And I'll, I'll just give you some examples of the way he would work with us. I was his secretary for a number of years, three or four years, early on in my spiritual life. He paid me cash out of his wallet, $50 a month. It was my only priority was to work for him. And every day of every weekday, at the end of the workday, just before four o'clock, we would walk over to his house, a few of us, bring him the, the mail and the messages, because the only telephone and the only mail delivery was two miles from his house at that point. We were living very primitive. I also was his manuscript typist when he was writing The Path, his autobiography, which he wrote in the 70s. And I would type his... He would work during the day and in the late afternoon I'd come in and I'd type his manuscript pages because I could retype them and it, it made, was more efficient. He could do the editing, I could do the retyping. Um, and I loved doing it. I mean, it was just absolutely a joy. Besides, it was my job, but I also absolutely loved it. Every single day when we would come in, sometimes he'd be writing and, we, and we'd hear him writing and he wouldn't stop. So we'd come in quietly. But whenever he would greet us, he would, he would always act as if 
are coming there with such a surprise and such an honor. To what do I owe this great honor, he would sometimes say. Or, you know, great souls, welcome. Oh, you're here. How lovely that you're here. And now, we came over every day. <laughs> it, was, it was an agreement between us. He was my boss. I always came over. And every day, he acted like it was a great surprise and it was a great honor. And even in the course of things, I, at first, would try just sort of like, well, here I am, let's get down to business. Swami would always say, oh, let's have a cup of tea. And then we would take 15 minutes, half an hour, have a cup of tea, just chit-chat, talk about the news of the day, you know, just be together, commune, be friends, establish that this was not just you're here to serve me, but we're in this together. We enjoy our lives. We like each other. We have all the time in the world just to be friends. And then, of course, we get down to work, and Swami worked very hard, and when I worked for him, I worked very hard. Well, I worked very hard anyway. But, I mean, I'd often be there for many hours doing his typing or other kind of work that he needed. It was not, it was not a problem of putting the energy forth. There, there are multiple things to this. One was Swamiji never defined anyone around him according to function. He never defined anyone around them according to what they might do for him. Every person stood completely on their own, and every day was a new day. That was what was so fascinating to me. Swamiji had a, a practice, a spiritual practice, that he highly recommended to us, which I haven't done it to the extent that he has, although I may tell you about a variation I follow. But he says every day, at the end of the day, he said, take everything that God has given you that day, he said, and give it all back to God. And then next morning, if you know, if it's given back to you again, then you reassume it. But I said to Swami at one point, I in referring to that practice, I said, I feel like every night, you know, whenever we finally leave the house and you're on your own in your meditation, you just give back our friendship. You give back the fact that I work for you, all the service that I do. You just give it all back to God, really give it back, not just sort of give it back knowing you'll have it. So when I show up at 4 o'clock the next day, you're always genuinely surprised. And Swami actually said, yes. I mean, not genuinely surprised because he's stupid. It wasn't like I had to reintroduce myself or he didn't know why I was there. But in his heart... He was not holding the expectation that I would always come because after all I worked for him and he paid me and I should show up. It was every day, it was my free choice as to whether I was going to come or not. And even when he would ask me to do things like type his manuscript, which is what I was there to do, he would not say, would you type my manuscript? He would say, I had a very good writing day today. I said, well, I'm so glad of that, sir. And then he would say, I think you're going to like some of the editing I did. <laughs> you know. And then I got to say, would you like me to type some of the pages for you? Would you? He said, that would be so helpful to me if you would do that. And I have to really be very exact. This was not an act or a technique on Swamiji's part. It was that he saw me first as his friend. And therefore, why would he presume? And so I learned, of course, to volunteer. And it, but even when I would volunteer, he would always act as if, oh, what a surprise. He would want me to cook dinner for him, which I often did because he wouldn't eat because he'd be working all day. And I learned to say things like, um, did you have lunch? <laughs> you 
And he would say, no, I think I worked right through lunch. Perhaps you would like dinner. Or Swami would say, do you have any plans for this evening? I never had plans, ever. I mean, really, literally, never. No, sir, I don't have any plans. Well, then perhaps it wouldn't be inconvenient if you would cook for me. But again, the same. It was like, first, we were friends, and then everything else rolled out after that. Now, I mean, that's, it's a very high level that Swami lived on. I couldn't, I can't live with that much detachment. I'm not capable of doing it. But whenever I'm with someone, I do my best, and I do not always remember, I do my best to realize that this is a human being with a whole life of their own. This is not just an extension of my own mind that has come in to serve my thoughts. And I can become really badly project-oriented you know, just really badly project-oriented, and I see someone come in, I'm in the midst of doing something, and we just go this way. Now, bear in mind, Swami was quite efficient, and we worked hard, but he never forgot that everyone has their own reality, and he, it was just like the God in me bows to the God in you, the Indian uh, pronoun. That's what it means. The spirit within me bows to the spirit within you. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful affirmation of a higher truth. And, you know, we shake hands sort of like, you know, we try to make an alliance, which sometimes we do and sometimes we don't. The purpose is the same, but, you know, it's a physical grasping of hands in a certain way. If a person really connects, then it's quite different than just shaking hands so we can get on to business. But the spirit in me salutes the spirit in you puts the whole relationship on a different level before you get down to business. You know, Swamiji was, as I said, he was efficient, he was strong-minded, he didn't tiptoe around. But I always felt that he always remembered that I was there. He never forgot that I was there. You know, as I said, that phrase, you, you, you think of people as an extension of your own mind. That's not really what they are. I was going to say... Um, it's also very helpful if you project positive thoughts towards someone. I mean, just really project positive thoughts. When people come into a room, just immediately, as, as best you are able, immediately find something positive to think about them. You know, sometimes it can be as simple as, well, you look very happy today, or that's a beautiful color shirt you're wearing, or how nice of you always to be on time. I really appreciate it when you're on time. Or, I heard something wonderful about you yesterday. So-and-so told me how much they appreciated, you know, you sang beautifully on Sunday. Just as, as, as quickly and as sincerely as possible, think of something positive to say. Or even just to say, oh, it's so nice to see you. Or, good morning, great souls, how kind of you to come. And, and really mean it. Really from the deepest part of yourself. Because then immediately... Everybody is together. Even if you have something difficult that you have to do that's either difficult in itself or difficult even with that person, just find something to appreciate, sincerely appreciate it. You don't always have to articulate it. Thoughts are just as powerful as... Thoughts are more powerful sometimes than words. I, I think it was in this context that I talked about an altercation between two, two different women and it was all nonverbal. One walked into the room, the other thought negative thoughts about her because she was always thinking negative thoughts about the other one. The other one started yelling. You know, how dare you 
treat me like that? And the one who had been silent protested innocence. But when I said, what were you thinking? And what she was thinking was very, very negative, And this one just received it. And, it, and she, she couldn't actually tell that it hadn't been spoken because it came at her like such an arrow. She just defended herself. I mean, it's comical unless you're inside of it. But the other side of it is just the same. A friend of mine was conducting experiments with a pendulum. I don't use a pendulum, but people do. And I have to say that it's a very interesting, it's a very interesting thing, a pendulum. And they were showing the power, they were using it to show the power of thought. And they had one person stand in the front and they held the pendulum. I don't know whether it was over their head or over their hand. And they had everyone in the room project positive thoughts. And the pendulum swung powerfully in the positive direction. And then they had everyone project negative thoughts, and it's, it swung positively in the opposite, powerfully in the opposite direction. And here was a third part of that experiment, when the person who, who was being judged with the pendulum concentrated deeply at the spiritual eye. Do I have this correct? The pendulum didn't move because their, their magnetism was stronger than the thoughts that were being projected to them. Now, if I have the details of the pendulum action incorrect, because I don't know the details, but what I described was what was true. The thoughts were received, the pendulum responded, positively having strong energy at the spiritual eye blocked the influence of other people's thoughts. But why, you don't want people to have to block the influence of your thoughts. You want it to be just the opposite. You want people to feel when they come into their, your company, I just like being with you. I don't know why I like being with you, but I like being with you. You don't have to be clever. You don't have to be witty. You don't have to be beautiful. Just love people and really, really appreciate them in a positive way. Swamiji's greeting of us, which we many of us adopted, he would, he would just call us great souls. Good morning, great souls, he would say. And he meant that. It wasn't... He wasn't flattering us. It was, it was how he perceived us. And even more than that, it's how he wanted us to perceive ourselves. You know, we're great souls. We're all great souls. He didn't mean that you're doing great things, standing apart from all the rest of the populace. It wasn't to make us egoically proud. It was to make us remember that we're all children of God. A, a very great French saint said, if you knew how much God loves you, you would die for joy. And that's really what the project of the spiritual path is, is simply to receive, to know how much God loves us. And we can be the instruments of the divine by projecting that same positive perception onto everyone we meet. And then everything that happens after that will happen in the flow of that divine energy and will be entirely different than it is without it. So, if you really want to communicate with others, seek also to commune with them, feel their consciousness, appreciate them for what they are and for what they do, not only for what they say. God bless you, my friends. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners, so if you feel to support ASHA, you can make a one-time donation, or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.